the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Good news and bad news. Or is it good news is good news? Or is it bad news is bad news? Job gains accelerate capping a year of healthy hiring. It's interesting because sometimes bad news on Wall Street means the Federal Reserve will see the news and potentially lower interest rates to stimulate the economy. Sometimes the Federal Reserve will see the news, and this is good news, and say, you know, maybe that's going to lead to inflation and ultimately not raise interest rates because if you have a job, you have a paycheck. And if you have a paycheck, you spend that paycheck. And if you spend that paycheck, you help the economy. If you help the economy, you stimulate inflation. Is good news good news or is bad news bad news? I'm getting confused myself. So the U.S. economy adding 216,000 jobs, shocking Wall Street again. Markets are all moving higher on the news. Interesting, not blowout interesting, but interesting. Stocks edge higher. Um, is that about right? Yeah, the Nasdaq's up 70 basis points. That's pretty good. That's that's not a nudge. That's a, a nice little move. But all four major indices, the Russell, the NASDAQ, the Dow, and the S&P 500, all higher. The 10-year Treasury crept back below uh, 4%. The right way of saying that is it actually increased below 4%. But to you and me, who aren't playing the economics game, um, a drop in the rate percentage yield is actually a push higher. Arr. So I'm just going to use the upside-down flying method and say we're below 4% again. After yesterday, creeping above 4%. Bitcoin's at 43,568. Um, those are some of the key metrics, some of the big top stories of the day. Um, Florida is the first state allowed to import drugs from Canada in a bid to reduce costs. That's a big thing this year. You're going to see pharmaceutical companies... I guess board is be attacked by politicians and by the political movements, especially during election years. The FDA's decision could change the way Americans obtain prescription drugs and could reduce their costs. Yesterday, Lilly announced that they've set up a website that if you bring a prescription to, they'll fill your medications there and send them to you. That cuts out what are known as the PBX, the the middlemen of drug companies. And a lot of healthcare companies, the middlemen not of drug companies, but the middlemen of the healthcare system between the doctor, the pharmacy, and you. And how the company gets the drugs sent out to the pharmacies. That could revolutionize medicine. Instantly, the cost of... <clears throat> Weight loss drugs could drop from eleven hundred to five hundred and fifty dollars by cutting out the middleman, and still allow Lily to make the same exact profit that they were making. Allow you, the guy who wants to lose ten to fifteen percent of their body weight, 
to say $1,100 a month is way too expensive. $550 is a little bit more doable. Keep in mind, you're going to save money on food if you're eating less. Maybe not $550 a month, but maybe. If you have a drinking problem, I could see that paying for itself. Netflix is considering ways to make money from video gamers. Um, I've been going to the gym for the last couple of weeks. And as I do, I'm on my phone and on occasion, I'm checking out a new show on Netflix. And sure enough, on my phone, the options for video games pops up. I'm never on my phone on Netflix. I always use Netflix at home on the television. And there were some games that looked pretty interesting. Um, if I was 18 to 35, I'm not. And the games don't look that interesting to me, but sometimes I pretend to be 18 to 35. Um, Netflix's most popular original game is tied towards its TV show called Too Hot to Handle. Pretty interesting, right? Young, teenage, good-looking people. Scantily clad is turned into a video game. Okay, maybe that's not as interesting as I want it to be. Uh, the December employment data introduces compli- complicated rate cut question, I guess is what I really wanted to circle back to. The market's had a nine-week win streak that's coming to an end this week. It's overextended on a short-term basis. It's due for a pullback. Many of last year's biggest gainers, as well as many of the biggest gainers in the last nine weeks, have been the hardest hit. The mega cap stocks are now known as the lag cap. I know you're saying that's not a good name. You can actually buy the Vanguard Mega Cap Growth ETF MGK um, if you wanted to. And I don't, I don't know if there's 5 to 10%, 15%, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25% pullbacks. Maybe that's the way you play it. Don't know if it's for me, but maybe. Following the release of the first. Friday of every month's December employment situation report, bond yields backed up. There was some otherwise good news in the employment situation. Um, Non-farm payrolls increased by a large than expected 216,000. Downward revisions for October and November led to 71,000 fewer jobs than previously reported. Still, the unemployment rate held steady at 3.7% and average hourly earnings growth ticked up to 4.1% year over year. Key takeaway from the report is that it was not weak. It was not weak, so the market is going to have to grapple with the notion the Fed may not cut interest rates as many times in 2024 as the market wants. And again, most of the market wants were put together at the end of 2023 as the Fed changed their tune aggressively. In one Fed meeting, they went from, we probably have one more rate hike left in us to, Next move is probably lower. It wasn't neutral. It was probably lower. That's, that's almost like two moves, right? Um, I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of the jobs report. You can start talking about the participation rate. You could start talking about the population ratio dropping to 60.1%. You could start talking about the average hourly earnings. Um, that kind of has an inflationary feel to it. I don't think you really need to know that. All I'll say is that this good news is being treated as bad news for interest rates, but good news for the economy. Okay. 
that sums it up nicely, in my opinion. The market's digesting the employment situation report today. Treasury yields are declining from overnight highs in response to this morning's data. Um, strength aid in financials, consumer discretionary, communication services, IT, and energy. Weakness in real estate, healthcare, and consumer staples. Got a good show planned for you today. Lots of content. Um, thanks for being with me at the start of the year. I think the start of the year is important. Uh, perspective helps enormously. The last show of 2023, you can still get it on the podcast. I reviewed what stocks I like and why. Why is the more important thing than the list? Um, I have a pint and portfolios coming up. That's a good chance to talk portfolios. It's a good chance to talk. Are you ready for retirement or not? Saturday, January 20th, 1130 to 2 p.m. Sunnyvale, California. Uh, once you sign up and give me a little bit of information, we'll send you the location, but it's 1130 to 2. Um, in Portfolio, Saturday, January 20th. Sign up online at robblackshow.com. Join Rob Black in Sunnyvale, Saturday, January 20th, for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with 500000 or more in investable assets. Drop by January 20th from 11.30 a.m. till 2 for a little sunshine and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find pints and portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required. So go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, the 10 most valuable companies of all time. You'd be surprised by the who's on number one. The three shipping companies are on the list. And that tells you something really weird. Because you're like, is it Apple number one? Or maybe Microsoft? Number 10, Amazon.com, or Amazon. They dropped the .com from the name, right? You have to use in today's dollars in this exercise. Alphabet's number nine, Standard Oil, number eight. And again, these are in today's dollars. Microsoft, number seven. Number six, PetroChina. Um, that's an interesting one. I heard a lot about PetroChina and then nothing about PetroChina. And when I heard a lot about them was 2007. Apple comes in at number five of the most valuable companies of all time. How is that possible? Then you go to Saudi Aramco. And then you get to the top three companies, South Sea Company, the Mississippi Company, and the Dutch East India Company. To me, you have to understand that this is all based on in today's dollars. 
The top three were part of the shipping industry during the early colonial age. The next three largest are oil and petroleum. The tech industry rounds up the next of the top ten. Most of these companies are still in business. Um, some of them have gone bust. Standard Oil, South Sea Company, Mississippi Company, Dutch East India Company. I bring it up in large part to get you thinking that things change. Some years you're going to say ExxonMobil is the greatest company, and then a couple years later you're like, whatever happened to them? And you're like, oh, look, Walmart's the greatest company ever. And then a couple years later, you're like, whatever happened to them? If I were to bring up a list of stocks that I liked in 1996, some of them don't exist anymore. One of them was Worldcom. Um, now, I liked them based on their revenues, but their revenues turned out to be fraudulent. They were a play on long distance that wasn't named AT&T. But let's just say problems arose. QuantumScape is a big loser today after being a big winner yesterday. What do we need to know about QuantumScape? First and foremost, not making money. That's a big problem for me. If you take a look at a five-year high on the stock, it was at $84. Now it's literally the high was $84.45. Today it's an $8.45 stock. And you're like, is that, are they missing a four in there? Uh, they dropped a four. Not missing, dropped. So from $84 down to $8. They were a huge winner yesterday. And that should get you thinking, why were they a huge winner? Turns out that they had a... Not a breakthrough. Maybe a breakthrough. They've partnered up with Volkswagen, the electric vehicle battery startup known as QuantumScape. I've been reading about them for years. Bill Gates invested money in it. Volkswagen. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested when Bill Gates invests in something. I look back at a 1995 interview with Dave Letterman where Bill Gates talked about something called the internet. And the audience and Dave Letterman laughed at him. People won't want that. Go Google Dave Letterman, Bill Gates, 1995. You'll, you'll YouTube it, is what I meant. It's probably the right way of saying that. But VW is a partner of QuantumScape. And could this become the next big company? It could. Could it be the next big thing on that list? It could. They're testing that solid-state EV battery technology. Solid-state refers to lithium-only batteries with no liquid electrolyte. Most batteries, if you go back to eighth grade science classes, have a liquid of sorts to facilitate the flow of electricity or the flow of electric charge between the anode and the cathode, the two sides of the battery. Solid state batteries promise to offer lower costs, faster charging, greater range, improved safety versus existing technology. They could eventually make possible EVs that cost less than a gasoline car and go 600 miles per charge. So it's a new type of electric vehicle battery, right? And in this case, Volkswagen invested in the company saying, we think you have great technology. Let's see if you do. Um, Volkswagen's battery company is called PowerCo, which is short for power company. They offered an indication of progress saying QuantumScape solid state battery cell had significantly exceeded the requirements in the A sample test and successfully completed more than 1,000 charging cycles. Uh, 
that's important because every time you charge your electric batteries, they lose a little bit of zest for life. Every time you charge your cell phone, you should let it go all the way down to 20% and slowly charge it back up to 80%. That's what they recommend with Teslas. You don't go to full charge. You don't drop to empty. If you want to take care of the health of it and get as many recharges as possible. QuantumScape share has been beaten up badly, dropping from $84 to $8. It was part of a SPAC deal, which is less than ideal. A SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company, and it doesn't vet the company nearly as well as the IPO processes. There's a high short interest in QuantumScape, but it's nice to see that they're on the right path to create a battery. This is super speculation. This is me saying, am I interested in it? Not at all. If I was drunk right now and you were to say, name something that's kind of fun that may be a home run, I'd say QuantumScape. Do I want you to do it? No. Do I understand that some people look for speculation? Yes. This is something if you were to invest in, you'd invest 1% of your monies and it's called speculation not investing take your simple qs play along at home take a look tell me what you think drop me an email rob at robblackshow.com don't want to work forever check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com that's robblack.com powered by ep well so remember earlier in the show i was talking about netflix getting into more video games Netflix has spent about a billion dollars on buying gaming studios and building the business. The company spends about $17 billion a year on its shows and movies. I brought up the fact that I didn't really know much about these games. As a guy who works as a part-time analyst so that I can do the show for you, basically I read other people's research, and then I kind of get a feel for the technology myself, and I try to tell you it's a good idea or a bad idea. Yesterday, I'm at the gym, and I see Too Hot to Handle, and I see Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, and I get playing video games. I grew up playing video games. I was told that I was going to be an idiot. I was told that it was going to make me stupider. Um, it's not the truth. So when my spouse gives my kids trouble for watching Netflix or TikTok, I'm like, they used to say that about video games, or they used to say that about listening to the radio all day, or they used to say that about watching TV. I get it. Parents are always on their kids for whatever they do. Um, but what was interesting is I don't really use Netflix on my phone. I use it on my home. And therefore, I don't see that home screen that has the video games on it. And as I was at the gym, I'm like, okay, too hot to handle. I've seen the promotion pictures. They're really good looking young people. I'm guessing it's some sort of dating show. And there's probably going to be a lot of skin and bathing suits kind of thing. And Maybe some alcohol involved, right? Uh, can't say that for sure. Haven't watched an episode. But then I was like, do I want to download this game? And the answer was no, because they're like, what if my spouse or my kids get on my phone and see I've got a game called Too Hot to Handle? And I'm like, that's embarrassing. Um, but what's more important about this is 7 million people have downloaded it. And this is a way of Netflix keeping you around until your next favorite show comes around. One of the shows that I enormously liked on Netflix during COVID 
was the money heist. And I'm going to sum it up briefly. It was a Spanish television show that Netflix acquired the rights to and then kind of started producing a couple more seasons of it. And it had characters that were likable. You were pulling for the bad guy, the anti-hero, a bank robber, kind of like Breaking Bad, right? They gave compelling backstories to all the characters. Uh, there was a lot of broken hearts and, you know, money was going to solve their problems and did they pull off the heist or did they not? Did they almost get caught? Did they not? Were the cops bungling or were they not? So at the gym yesterday, I was like, oh, there's a new money heist. Um, they've made a Korean version. Didn't watch it. I watched the original Spanish version. And I liked, like I said, I liked it enormously. They made a sequel to it. And I watched that one. I liked it enormously. Now they've made a prequel to it of the Spanish one. And it's funny because I'm like, am I prejudiced because I like the Spanish version more than the Korean version? I think there's something to be said for that. Maybe it's the casting. I don't know. Maybe it's I was just tired of when the Korean version came out and now there's a long enough break that anyway, in between seasons, I, I lose interest in Netflix. Um, there's not enough content on Netflix to really intrigue me or there's not enough high quality content. Um, so I, I sometimes I don't open the app on my television or on my phone for months and months and months. And what they're trying to do is get you to open your app on your phone to play too hot to handle love is a game or grand theft auto san andreas which drove 11 percent of netflix game downloads in 2023 um i like the strategy and i like the fact that netflix is open to criticism on the strategy i think that shows you that they're a very mature company in the way that they're handling how do they evolve and get more money from you more eyeballs from you uh, eyeballs equal advertising. Eyeballs equals uh, if you're playing games, you're you're not canceling your subscription. I like that. Um, there's something called Cup Chaos going on right now. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's not the World Cup. It's not the chaos around the World Cup. I'm excited about the World Cup coming to the United States, Mexico, and Canada, but that's not the excitement. People are stealing cups. They go with tumblers. It's uh, made by a company called Stanley. It's a travel mug. It resembles a hockey rink at some Target stores this week, um, as they've the way they've set it up. The aisle, there's hundreds of them. I don't get the appeal for it, but if you have TikTok on your phone, you can see people camping outside Target. You could see people jumping behind the cashier's counter at Starbucks to grab the limited edition Valentine's tumblers in pink and red. It typically sells for 20 bucks to 45 bucks. They're selling out almost immediately at Target. They're being resold on eBay for $100 each. And I'm like, wait, wait what is this? It's 40 ounce Stanley Quencher, an insulated travel mug that fits in a cup holder. It appears to be the new it product amongst hydration-obsessed young people, especially women. So if you want to help your woman or uh, make her heart more fond of you, maybe you go out and buy a 40-ounce Stanley Quencher. It's a huge mug, 40 ounces, that fits right inside your car cup holder. Cute. So it's got a skinny little bottom, like me, and it's kind of big on top, like me. It's comically enormous, is what I'm getting at. 
and it's so popular that it's largely responsible for Stanley's revenue jumping from 74 million in 2019 to 750 million in 2023. It is a very, very hot product. Um, Stanley, who I'm not going to knock him. I, I've known the company for years and years and years. You have too. Um, me, if I want a big, nice mug or a nice cooler, I'm thinking Yetis. I've got a Yeti cooler that um, when we're at the beach or at the, the lake, you know, I tell my kids, don't leave this unattended. Someone will steal it. So if I'm in the bathroom, don't go into the water. Wait till I come back. Um, but that's what these Stanley mugs are. So if you had one in your car, I'd probably take it with you. Otherwise, you might come home to, or come back to a smashed window, right? What's interesting about it is Stanley hired the guy who helped make Crocs cool again. Um, so it's really, really well marketed. And that's why I study marketing, because marketing is all about product. Product to me is what Wall Street's all about. NVIDIA may or may not have the fastest AI chip, but it's marketed that they do. In this case, they probably do. Um, with Intel, do you remember Intel inside? Do you remember the dancing uh, lab bunnies? Is what they called them, I believe. Do you remember Apple with the dark shadows dancing, uh, making their music cool? Their iPods, uh, not their iPods. Yeah, they're, they're iPods is what they were, not ear pods. Um, but the music player was cool because they had slick marketing. Marketing's pretty important to the long-term success or failure of your companies. Um, I believe that to be true. Um, let's see, what do I have to hit? The lowest rate of cancellations in a decade have hit airplanes, and yet we're hearing about more violent transactions on planes. And then there was that diarrhea flight. <laughs> if you don't know anything about that, don't look it up. What do we do? Don't go to YouTube and type in diarrhea flight. Don't do it. Don't ruin your weekend. Don't do it. Um, the airline industry is kind of interesting right now because, like I said, lowest level of cancellations in a decade. Just 1.2% of the 16.3 million flights in the United States were scratched. Down from 2.3% in 2022. Partly due to a relatively smooth holiday season. Did, did you hear that right? 16.3 million flights last year. Wow. Employment in airlines is now at a two-decade high. Airline industry is healthy. Will I invest in it? I will not. Um, I would trade airline stocks. I would never invest in airline stocks. Um, partially because I'm not loyal to any of them. They don't market terribly well to me. I tend to go with one that has the direct flight to the destination that I'm going to. Anyhow, Eli Lilly stresses that its popular weight loss drugs are meant only for treating long-term chronic diseases like obesity and diabetes, despite the cavalcade of celebrities and influencers who are encouraging losing weight with them, um, who aren't obese. In an open letter yesterday, the drug maker clarified that its medicine, Mondrone and Zepbound, which are similar to Novo Nordisk, Ozempic, and Wagovi, are not FDA-approved to make healthy people look a certain way. Have you heard about um, Ozempic face where you get kind of so skinny in the face that you look like an old man? There's also something called Ozempic butt, 
where I highly recommend you do look this up on YouTube this weekend. Don't look up diarrhea flight on airplane, but do look up Ozempic butt where people are losing so much fat in their tushy that it becomes so bony in a world where the tushy being more round is considered a positive. Um, Oh, what are we to do? (laughs) What are we to do? The Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco installed a suicide net for the first time in its 87-year history. Ford reported its best year of new vehicle sales since 2019. GM reported the same. A lot of people see short-term trades there, as it's typically not one quarter. It's going to be two or three quarters. Germany had its lowest emissions in 70 years in 2023 after it reduced its reliance on coal. TGI Fridays suddenly closed 36 underperforming restaurants as part of a new growth strategy. You know what's interesting about TGI Fridays? I haven't been to one in 25 plus years, maybe 30 years. 30 years. What's that tell you? That I'm a restaurant snob? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a restaurant snob. But also it appealed to you when you're in your 20s, won't appeal to you when you're in 30s, 40s, and 50s. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Interesting year for Google coming up. They're going to be phasing out cookies for all Chrome users by the end of the year, giving us a little bit more privacy. I like that. Um, Again, I'm not a big privacy nut. I get it. But it does always feel really, really weird when I Google something like visiting downtown Miami. And then for the next month, two months, I'm getting ads about tours in Little Havana. Um, kind of weirds me out. It feels like I'm just, just seeing some of the other websites I visit, right? Hey, a uh, little secret about me. Um, I get the New York Times cooking recipe every day, and they just came out with one for a lemony kale salad that's basically just made with very few ingredients. I was like, that, that gets me all stoked. What I'm getting at there is we all have different things that excite us. Um, and yeah, I don't mind the New York Times pushing me a recipe, um, but I don't like Google following me. Can't have it all, can I? Um, the U.S. is giving the Houthis an ultimatum as Red Sea attacks intensify and further disrupt global shipping. This has the potential to get a little out of hand, to say the least. The U.S. says the Houthis have attacked commercial ships 25 times since mid-November. Last week, U.S. helicopters sank three Houthi ships to repel an attack on a Maersk container vessel. About 15% of the world's seaborne trade passes through the Red Sea. We're keeping an eye on that. Spot container ship rates from Asia to Northern Europe, because there's no other route, have nearly tripled. Rates from Asia to America's East Coast are up 55%. The other option is to send everything to the West Coast. And then you're going to see a lot of traffic on the West Coast trying to get things off the ports and into trains and shipped across the country. Um, again, not so much goes through the Red Sea that we have to go, um, this is going to be disastrous, but oh, it can become inflationary for sure. 15% of the world's trade being rerouted. Um, so we're trying to tone down the stress there. 
What else do we have? GM's offering a $7,500 incentive on EVs that recently lost their eligibility for a U.S. tax credit. Just 13 EVs now meet the new criteria. The SEC is expected to rule soon over whether 14 firms, including BlackRock, can launch Bitcoin ETFs. Approval would give investors exposure to the coin without having to own it. That would be interesting. And it would certainly help that industry enormously as people who are wealthy want exposure but don't want to go through the hassle of owning the coin directly. Taylor Swift passed Elvis Presley as the solo artist with most weeks at number one on Billboard's album chart. If you want to ask yourself 15 years ago when you first saw her and she's singing, 15, would you never have predicted that? I bring that up in large part because Music is a lot like investing. Sometimes you see the talent right in front of you, the product right in front of you, and you don't quite get it. The big drop today was the jobs data. Markets watch that closely. So far, so good. We're not fully employed, but we have a healthy economy. Google's guard assistant UI. You know, I tell you, I play with a lot of tech. Part of my day is research. Part of my day is the analytical side. Part of it is the fundamental side, where how does it actually play with our lives? Microsoft's co-pilot, I get it. Microsoft's going to be worth more than Apple because Microsoft is a software company. Apple's a hardware company. I own both shares of Microsoft and Apple, and I will buy them anytime they dip 10 to 20%. If I buy even, if I only have 50 cents in my, in my bank account, I'll buy 50 cents of them when they, when they drop 10, 15, 20, 30%. Um, right now, if I had to choose a favorite, it's Microsoft. I love Apple for their installed base. I love Apple for their services revenue, where a billion plus people are paying them on a regular basis of a subscription. That's brilliant. Um, I love that the replacement cycle on those billion plus phones is aggressive, where you have a phone for two years and it's fine, three years, and you're like, oh, four years, and you're like, I need a replacement. So Bard is going to be worked into a Google search application. I got to play with it yesterday a little bit more. And its user interface is absolutely lovely. Um, I would say it's better than Microsoft's user interface with what they're trying to pull off with Copilot. Um, I think there could be two winners in this. I think Google might be my favorite stock of the year for 2024. Now here, wait, wait, let's talk about another one. Apple's down right now, and everyone's like, oh, hardware cycle, people are holding back in China. Totally get it. Totally get the company. Totally overvalued company. I own shares of it. I am making money off options. I do not recommend you do that unless you hire a financial planner who can help you with an option strategy. Um, my appreciation is lovely in the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years of Apple, but I'm not stressed in any way, shape, or form about where it is right now. But you know what's happening right now? Stocks that gone from 195 to 180 roughly, and people are like, oh, it's going to be a bad year for Apple. Do you know what's going to turn that around? Some point, maybe today, maybe this summer, they're going to say, oh, our next phone is going to have AI. It's going to be called, instead of the iPhone 15 or the iPhone 16 or the iPhone 17. It's going to be the iPhone 15 Pro, Pro Max, Pro Max AI. Or what's this about AI? And people will get excited. Now, again, at 30 times earnings, it's expensive. 
you got to be honest with yourself. You're expecting you're you're waiting for years and years and years and years of earnings to say that it's 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 reached its valuation. Google's assistant with Bard is currently unavailable to users, and Google may or may not make changes to the user interface before the official launch. I got to play with it a little bit yesterday. It's pretty cool. Um, you could say things like play the news. You can talk to it in in different ways than you can with Copilot. You can ask Google Bard. Um, to write you a report, but to do it in as an eighth grade breast male, <laughs> like wait, wait, what's that? Oh, I don't want to be writing this, but it 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 kicks out what you think it's going to kick out. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I'm going to end you with the headline: A Florida man is filing a lawsuit after a toilet explosion at Dunkin' Donuts allegedly caused severe and long term injuries. Think about that for the weekend. Check me out at Rob Black Show. Join Rob Black in Sunnyvale, Saturday, January 20th, for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with $500,000 or more in investable assets. Drop by January 20th from 11.30 a.m. till 2 for a little sunshine and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Wealth Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find pints and portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required, so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.